Welcome back to Debating Metal. As always, I'm your host, Kenneth Dean, the Dean of Metal, and my co-host is Chris Kay. For our first episode of 2023, we're ringing in the new year with the one and only Teutonic Terrors from Solingen, Germany, otherwise known as Accept. In 1976, guitarist Wolf Hoffman, vocalist Udo Dirkschneider, and bassist Peter Baltus formed Accept. They quickly added Gerhard Wall on guitar and Frank Friedrich on drums. That was a mouthful. (laughs) (laughs) After appearing at Germany's Rock M. Rhine Festival, Accept were offered a record deal and released their self-titled debut in 1979. 42 years later, the band featuring Wolf Hoffman as the only original member, along with their new vocalist Mark Tornillo, released their 16th studio album, Too Mean to Die and have no plans of slowing down anytime soon. All right, so as you can guess by now, we are talking about Accept's greatest hits, and with 16 albums, we have a lot of songs to choose from. So as a reminder of how this all works, Chris and I are going to pick our 15 favorite Accept songs, and whichever songs are duplicated make the list. The ones that don't will be debated to determine which make the final cut. Then we'll arrange them in concert set list order to make Debating Metal's ultimate accepts greatest hits. But before we start, um, since it is a new year, Chris, uh, we do have, you know, the tradition is to uh, have some New Year's resolutions. And I think one as a show, as, as Debating Metal, we need to offer the the fans that we have um, some new things. And I, and I think... Uh, For us, I think the biggest thing we need to do is expand our horizons a little bit and and really start talking about some bands that we haven't mentioned before or even ones we may have mentioned that we just never really got in depth with. So, and that's why we're starting with Accept this week um, because that's one of the bands that we really, we've touched a little bit about them, but we've never really gone in depth with them. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a good idea to have. Um, there's so many bands that, that we can talk about in the metal realm. Um, so in genres, we've probably not covered a whole lot. So I think it's time to branch out a little bit and talk about some of those bands. And if you have any feedback or any bands you'd love to hear about, uh, definitely give us some, some feedback. I think one of them we're going to be mentioning pretty soon is Creator. So... Um, you know, if you have any other ideas, any any thrash metal we haven't covered, any black metal, etc., uh, send it our way, and we'll try to incorporate that into future episodes. Did you say black metal? I did. You mean true Norwegian black metal? Uh, possibly, maybe <laughs> fake, maybe some fake Norwegian black. Metal. <laughs> I mean, we—that's something we've talked about. I, I want to say we've talked about it for two years that we've been wanting to do that show, and, and it's. The biggest issue with that, and we always talk about it and joke about it, the biggest issue with that is it's so fucking depressing. <laughs> and a lot of people have covered it. So it's it's hard to, you know, make it about something maybe different than what's been covered a thousand times before. You know, so I, we, we definitely don't want to just do that and tread the same territory that you can find on a thousand different documentaries about mayhem um but there's more than just mayhem in that realm too so we could definitely kind of branch into that somewhat this year i think i think we'll we're gonna we're gonna make room and make time for multi-part series like we did in the past like we just recently did one um on the new wave of british heavy metal um and then what that was like two three months ago already 
Um, but things like that, you know, where we, we pick a genre, we pick a topic and we just expand on it and we have several episodes where we just really need to talk about things like that. And, and, and I think that's going to be great. I, I, you know, I almost want to get a, a little bit away from the head to head type things and do more of the, the talking about bands and, 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 and issues with these bands and stuff like that, rather than, you know, pitting an album versus an album. So, but that's, you know, it's all to be seen. I'm pretty sure we're going to do, you know, head to heads throughout the year because things will come up, but um, that is what I think you fans, uh, I'm pretty sure, have been wanting more than, you know, Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, ACDC, and Metallica. So we're going to give it to you, and we're hopefully going to give you a lot more new stuff that you haven't heard from us uh, this year. So so get ready for that Ethel the Frog episode. Oh, I, I yes. No, we're not doing <laughs> Ethel the Frog. <laughs> <laughs> we already talked too much about them. <laughs> <laughs> Probably more than anybody I, else I, I think, has ever talked. I think about they've them. got more exposure from us last year than they <laughs> they have in like the last thirty years. <laughs> all right, um, so it is accepts greatest hits. Um, all right, so a little bit about accepting me. I I became a fan of accept way back in the day. You know, balls to the wall kind of area. That I think that was the song that really opened up. Except for me, I went backwards. I found Restless and Wild. I found Breaker, um, two really good albums. Um, and then moving forward from there, you know, Metal Heart. But then they had some issues, as every band does, you know, in the late 80s. Uh, things were beginning to change, you know, uh, glam metal. I hate that term. So it's funny. I don't mind hair metal, but I don't really like saying glam metal. But at the time, it wasn't anything other than heavy metal. So glam metal was 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 making its its way and was really you know popular. It was almost like a two extremes. There was there was the hair the the, the hair metal the glam metal scene, and then there was a the thrash scene. And they didn't like each other, but at the same time, they respected each other. It was, it was really strange. Um, I I think some of the thrash guys definitely did not respect the, <laughs> no, that, that is the true. glam guys. That is true. I mean, I I find it hard to think Carrie was like, you know, I re- I really respect uh, those rat guys. <laughs> well, no, nobody liked Winger for some reason. <laughs> nobody, yeah. But you know, uh, then you know, of course, then grunge came along in the early '90s, and and except you know, they had their issues. So you know, Udo Dirk Schneider left. In '89, um, they had uh, they brought in uh, what David Reese, uh, David Reese, yeah. you know, and then he left, and Udo came back, and and you know, after doing the research for this episode, I realized that except tried to change with the times, um, still trying to stay true to their roots, but part of it there was just there was an alteration to the songwriting that made it just not. Not it. It wasn't that. Uh, it's hard to say without sounding insulting. It wasn't that good, <laughs> you know. And so it lacked. But then you know things fell apart with the band. Um, Udo left for good in the late '90s or mid mid '90s, and then uh, in 2011. Uh, Wolf was in New York City and and he was trying to re- resurrect the band and and someone recommended Mark Tornillo to him. Uh, they got together and it was magic in a bottle. 
what do they call it? Lightning in a bottle. Lightning in a bottle. It, you know, and basically uh, that that team, that tandem of, of Wolf and, and Mark have been together since 2011. They released Blood of the Nations in 2012, and they've been together ever since. Now, the, the, the band itself has had some, you know, different, you know, uh, iterations with, with their, their lineups, but... You know, for the most part, it's 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 Wolf and Mark's show right now. So, and then and talking about shows, we went to see them last year towards the end of the year. Great show, awesome, sounded great. They they played great. So they're they're doing well. And like like you mentioned at the beginning in the intro, they have no plans of slowing down. So it's uh, they're doing really really well. Yeah, the show was absolutely fantastic. I definitely recommend seeing them live. And and the new album Too Mean to Die is probably, to me, the best album they've done since Blood of the Nations because Blood of the Nations was a really good album. Well, we'll definitely get more into that when we uh, show that in our picks too. Ah yes, all right. I can't find my pen, but that doesn't matter. I'll use a pencil. All right, um, you get to go first this week because I I, I uh, hogged up all the firsts last time. <laughs> all right, that sounds good. Um, okay, so I'm going to go in chronological order uh, from release. So we're going to start with uh, Fast as a Shark from Restless and Wild. Uh, Restless and Wild and Princess of the Dawn from Restless as Wild as well. Um, Balls to the Wall from Balls to the Wall. Metal Heart from Metal Heart. Uh, Midnight Mover from Metal Heart as well. Uh, TV War from Russian Roulette. XTC from Eat the Heat. Uh, Beat the Bastards and Teutonic Terror from Blood of the Nations. Uh, Hung, Drawn, and Quartered from Stalingrad. Uh, The Curse from Blind Rage. Die by the Sword from The Rise of Chaos. And No One's Master and the Best is Yet to Come from Too Mean to Die. I like that list. Although I'm I'm very you know not curious I'm very surprised that you didn't have anything older than uh, Fast as a Shark or stuff from Restless and Wild anything from Breaker or I'm a Rebel but that that's okay it's all right you know that, that's uh, I had know. a longer list and I had to really be honest about what I thought are my favorite songs from Accept uh, yeah. the first the first two albums I'm I've never been as big of a fan of um, even though there are good songs on them. It's just, you know, production-wise, it, it's always kind of a thing. And then Breaker, I actually do like a lot, but I just liked these other songs better. See, you know, it's funny. When you, you mentioned production, it, it is definitely one of those things where you kind of have to accept uh, accept, accept <laughs> things for what they are. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, people who like Kiss, you know, if you want to listen to Strutter, if you want to listen to Deuce, you know... You have to realize that that was recorded in 1974 on a really low budget, and it's not going to sound the way stuff on Revenge sounds or the stuff on Destroyer. No, but but say, for instance, you listen to the first Kiss album versus the second Kiss album, the production, even though it sounds like it's from the 70s. Yeah, but, but I don't mind the sound of the 70s, you know, production. I really don't. It's just a matter of like, the quality of it as well. So Right, no, of course. Yeah. So I get that. And you know, and there's not a lot of songs. I mean, we're talking three albums and 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 the the quality of the first album was not that uh, quality in terms of songs was not that great. You know, then I'm a rebel, it's got its highlights, but you know, it's not it's not uh it's definitely not like, you know, one of their best albums. So anyway, let me go with my list. 
my 15, and uh, then we'll go from there. All right, so I'm going to go ahead with uh, number one, I'm a Rebel from the I'm a Rebel, uh, I'm a Rebel album. Um, number two, Run If You Can from Breaker. Number three, Son of a Bitch from Breaker. Uh, number four, Fast as a Shark from Restless and Wild. Number five, Restless and Wild. Um, number six, Balls to the Wall. Number seven, Metal Heart. And then um, I, you included a couple of songs from a couple of albums that I that didn't do it for me. So I jumped to an album that didn't do it for you. And I picked the song Objection Overruled from the Objection Overruled album um, that came out in 1994. Uh, or, yeah, nine, or 93. I can't, yeah, 93. And then um, I jump all the way to Beat the Bastards from Blood of the Nations. Uh, Blood of the Nations is number 10 for me. Uh, number 11, Hung Drawn and Quartered. Number 12, Stalingrad. Both of those songs are from Stalingrad. 13, Die by the Sword from Rise of Chaos. 14, Overnight Sensation from Too Mean to Die. And number 15, The Undertaker from Too Mean to Die. So in the latter albums, we have a large disparity of songs uh, that we have to fight over. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, some of those were songs that I cut from my list, so I'm not opposed to them. Um, However, I picked others that I personally like better um but like say for instance overnight sensation was on my larger list that i had to cut down to to 15 so we'll see how it goes um all right so then our crossover we've got seven total uh the first being fast as shark and restless and wild from the restless and wild album uh balls to the wall from balls to the wall metal heart from metal heart there's a theme going there um Beat the Bastards from Blood of the Nations, Hung, Drawn, and Quartered from Stalingrad, and Die by the Sword from The Rise of Chaos. So the rest of these are going to be up for debate, and as we've done in the past on previous episodes, uh, we're going to start with one of us picking one that we want to keep, then the other will pick one that we want to keep, then we will alternate uh, again to one that we want to drop, one that we want to drop, and then uh, pick one from the others list, vice versa and then we're going to drop one from the other's list so uh this is always kind of the fun part of this so yeah i this is where you know <laughs> we have to make decisions early because all of a sudden songs start getting cut that we like didn't want cut <laughs> yeah and i've done that to you just about every time almost yes <laughs> yeah bastard all right okay so we got seven which means that we have eight spots that we need to fill yes which that should make for an exciting debate it makes it a little easier that we don't have to settle on that last one like sometimes we do when we have an odd number Mm -hmm. um but um since i started with my list um do you want to start with picking your first song sure so uh one song that i want to keep ah all right, so there literally we have four songs off of Too Mean to Die that we need to choose. Um, and, I mean, we don't have to. I mean, both of us could drop all four if we wanted to, but that's more than likely not going to be the case. Um, and then there's early songs that I picked that you did not pick. 
Um, so I'm going to go ahead and pick up one early song. And the reason I'm picking up this song is because it was played at the show. Now, I have two songs that are early before something on your list that were played at the show. So one of these two is going to make it maybe, maybe not the other. So I'm picking Son of a Bitch um, because it's just one of those songs that, you know, it just kind of makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside with all the cursing. (laughs) (laughs) It was really fun to to see live. Um, I do like that song. It was one of the ones that I had to cut. Um, So... I, I'm I'm totally okay with it being the choice. Not like I have a choice in the matter, um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm totally on board with that one. Cool. All right. Well, let's see. Um, we both appear to really enjoy the latter years of the band. Um, however, we seem to pick a lot of stuff that did not cross over. Um, so I'm gonna pick one from the latter years. Uh, one of my favorite songs off of the newest album. I'm going to pick The Best Is Yet To Come. Um, I mentioned that when we previously talked about Except, uh, you know, albeit fairly briefly. Uh, but I really like this album, and I really like this track. Um, it kind of shows a little bit more dynamic range in Mark's voice. It's a little bit different than a lot of the stuff. It's a little slower. I think it would be good on a, a live show to kind of break some of the pacing up, too. So uh, that's going to be my choice. Excellent. You know, it was one of those things where I was like, do I want to put that song down? And I listened to it, and I listened to it. And in in for me, I actually, because of the slow pace of that song, that song is, you know, typical, like, a ballad type where the undertaker for me was was not necessarily a ballad but it was just a slow methodical song it was very undertaker like and not i'm not talking about the wrestler but i mean it does apply to to the wrestler even (laughs) the dead man yes but it's funny um didn't they use a, a, a a different song for one of their promos and it wasn't The Undertaker or something like that. Maybe I'm misremembering, but I thought I I seem to remember some in something WWE used a an accept song, but it wasn't The Undertaker. And no, it, it wasn't because The Undertaker just came out a couple years ago. So yeah, I just think it's funny that well, but he retired just recently too, so around right. the same time. So regardless, anyway, I just thought it was kind of funny. Okay, so one song that I need to drop from my list. So it's <sighs> the tough part. A song that I'm willing to drop off my list. Um, you know, in this particular case, uh, I'm willing to drop uh, Run If You Can from Breaker. So the only representation from Breaker will be from Son of a Bitch. But okay. I, think, I think Run If You Can, is, it's okay. It can drop. It's a good song, but I would say of some of your choices, I'm, I kind of agree. I mean, I had, I could have picked, I also like, you know, the song Breaker is really good. And I also like Midnight Highway, you know, and, and both Midnight Highway and Run If You Can are very catchy songs. They got very cool, catchy choruses, you know, and I, I picked one because I like, you know, we need representation and Son of a Bitch was just one. I thought you might pick it. So I was like, at least, you know, if we both pick it, then at least I know it makes it on there. But all right. So 
that's that. So that's my my song to drop. What is your song to drop? Um, this one isn't really too hard for me. I'm gonna drop TV War off of Russian Roulette. I like the track. I think it's pretty good. Uh, it's one of the few off of that album that I do like. Um, but when in comparison to pretty much anything else on my list, it's gonna be the the bottom of the barrel. So, all right. So we've reached that point where now we're jumping to the other person's list. And what song do I want to pick from your list to keep? All right. So right now we have just one song off of Blood of the Nations. Um, the Curse from, which album is that? Is that a... Blind Rage. It's Blind Rage, right? Okay. Yeah, Blind Rage is probably, out of all the songs, uh, excuse me, out of all the albums that um, Mark Tornillo released, I think Blind Rage is my least favorite. I agree with that sentiment. I think Blood of the Nations probably, st- it's tough for me because I really like Too Mean to Die. So I would say those two would definitely be my favorite. Mm-hmm. And then probably Stalingrad after that, and then The Rise of Chaos followed by Blind Rage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's similar. And and for me, Rise of Chaos and Stalingrad are really close. I actually think, for me personally, I think I like Rise of Chaos a little bit more. They're, um, but- yeah, you're right. They're really close. It's kind of hard to choose, but Stalingrad was a really good album too. It, it was. All right. Um, so you have... So uh, there's one, two, three, four, five, six songs that you have left, uh, and I'm going to pick one to drop. Um, in this particular case, I do mm, like this. No, pr- you're going to keep one of my oh, songs. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm keeping I'm sorry. I'm keeping <laughs> one. Uh, I'm always getting this mixed up. I was ready to drop one. I was cutting you at the knees, buddy. Uh, so I got I to gotta pick one now? No, Jesus. All right. Um, I do Oh man, this one's just as tough as well, dropping the one from why, your list. The, yeah, the reason why this is tough is because it ends up putting. If I pick a certain song, and it, it, there's a potential for three songs off of one album, which is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing because we're picking our favorite songs, right? Of course, so. it's, it's our accepts greatest hits. Exactly. Um. But because there's no representation from this particular album other than this one song, I'm going to go ahead and pick The Curse because um, otherwise we won't have any representation from that album and we can probably eliminate some of these three or four track song albums, you know. (laughs) Yes. Songs or whatever we want to call it. So, yes, we're keeping The Curse. Okay. So I'm going to pick one from your list as well, obviously. And, hmm, I am going to pick Blood of the Nations. Oh, I like you today. (laughs) (laughs) Great song, great title track. Um, Really tough for me to pick, you know, just a couple songs off of Blood of the Nations. So I'm glad you had it on your list. And uh, I guess it's now it's the the most brutal time when we drop one from the other person's list. <laughs> this is where it gets fun. All right, so now we got to put the red light on somebody. And I know you love this song. I know you love this singer. 
but ecstasy is going bye bye. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that hurts. It's just I couldn't get into it, man. <laughs> it's I a good just, song. It it's you know what? It's an it's a good song for a different band. It just was not an accept song, in my opinion. Oof. All right. Now you're going to hurt me. uh, I mean, I'm not going to intentionally, but I'm going to (laughs) pick the one that I think is is the weakest. Um, I'm not going to go with I'm a Rebel. I I do like that song. Um, You know, I hate to do it, but I I think I'm going to pick The Undertaker. I think it's kind of the cheesiest song you have here. Um. I like Overnight Sensation better. And Objection Overruled is a pretty good song. I did not pick it on my list because I honestly just kind of forgot about it. But it's not a bad <laughs> track. It's, you know, it's tough. Sometimes that happens. We have, you know, we're trying to pick 15 songs. And, you know, they have 16 albums. You know, oh, you I can know. easily just pick one off of pretty much each album if they didn't have a couple that just weren't good. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, I kinda just overlooked that one. That's all right. Alright, so you're gonna drop which one? The Undertaker. The Undertaker? Okay. Yeah. You know, so we're so as I'm, stone in the Undertaker. So as I'm listening to all these these songs and I'm like kinda thinking to myself, what 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 makes this stand out, good or bad? Um from other bands. And the the this is what kept coming to my mind. And I think it's predominantly Mark Tornillo and and the the latter day, except the way that he writes lyrics is conversational. He does a lot of I, we, you, and he has full sentences. Okay. In in the way he, he the way he writes lyrics, nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Um, but it is interesting because it's very different from typical lyricists who are more poetry and prose kind of lyricists or, you know, just kind of short lines that all kind of add up and make sense, mm-hmm. you know? And, it, and I, I'm looking, I'm listening to this and I'm like, part of that for, for Mark is what kind of makes, um, except a little cheesy, but it was very similar. It reminds me a lot of, of uh, Twisted Sister. Twisted Sister is a lot like that too. And that's one thing that makes them stand out, whether it's good or bad, depends on how you feel about it, uh, makes them stand out above the crowd or to the side of the crowd or below the crowd, however you want to look at it, if you're looking at it good or bad, because it's, it's very different and mm-hmm. it, it is, it is definitely something that to me is noticeable. I don't know if you realize it or not. No, I, I, I definitely agree. Um, he's a storyteller. Right, you know? and that's what he's doing. He's telling a story, but like there's other storytellers that you know that that I don't know it doesn't sound the same, you know, like. But he comes from kind of the same school, and I don't mean vocally necessarily, but maybe more lyrically, of say like a Bob Dylan at times, even. I guess yeah. I mean, I I, I can understand that. You know, All right, not the not the um, protest aspect of it but that kind of like just telling a story exactly right you know 
So, I mean, like I, this morning on the way to work, I was listening to Sweet Home Alabama. I mean, that's a, that is a definitive story about how they were pissed off at Neil Young. <laughs> you know, and it's like. And rightfully it, so. It, it, it wasn't one of these like full sentence kind of songs where, you know, and that's what kind of makes a little bit like, like for instance, we, with Kool-Aid or with Analog Man, I think it is. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's these stories about how. It, and they're again, real like things said, a lot of times. Exactly, they're real things. That, and they're, they're, he, he's what's the one from the new album where he's talking about like? Um, oh, it's um, uh, like the excesses of of. These, yes, sucks to be you. Sucks to be you is yeah, that's the one. Yep. Yeah, sucks to be you, and it's just weird. I mean, sucks to be you is a good song. Yeah, I like it too. You know, but you know, Kool Aid is like that. Uh, Analog Man is like that um, hole in the head. I was listening to that one today on the way home, and that's a story. Like, you know, I, I I need you like I need a hole in the head. It's just awesome fucking chorus. Yes. <laughs> but anyhow, we move on. It, I, I just was trying to point out that there there's a special, a, a definitively different way that that uh, Mark writes lyrics, mm-hmm. and I, I I like it personally. I don't have a problem with it. But I know some people may have a problem with it. All right, so now it's uh, it is we went through cutting songs. So now we're back to me picking a song off my list to keep. Yes. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. All righty. So off my list, I have one, two, three, four songs to pick from. I have "I'm a Rebel," "Objection Overruled," "Stalingrad," and "Overnight Sensation." Uh, I think you mentioned it, and because you overlooked it, I'm going to go ahead and pick Objection Overruled. I thought that was a really cool song when I first heard it. Um, I almost felt like, yes, except it's back. You know, they, they, none of this uh, ecstasy shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I didn't really like um, Russian Roulette that much either. I just thought it was kind of stale. Um, I thought the songwriting was kind of weak on it. You know, yes, it was still Udo. But I think it was Udo was like almost checked out at this point. So it was nice to see Objection Overruled. There was, it's not a super strong album, but they had a couple of highlights that were pretty good. I mean, I I like the track. I think it has a really cool riff to it. Um, I don't know why you had to, to kick XTC again. Um, but oh no, I didn't kick XTC <laughs> again. I said Russian roulette. <laughs> no, you said none of that XTC shit. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's right. I did. That's right. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, we'll see when I have to drop a song off your list. Um, so, <laughs> all right. So, um, let's see. I'm picking one from my list. Uh, let's see. This is tough. I'm going to pick Princess of the Dawn. Mm. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's not one of your favorites, but I really like that track. I like the, like, different quality to it than a lot of the other stuff. There's there's something kind of um, hypnotic about it, I guess. Yes, it's very hypnotic. And look, I I don't dislike the song like that. I mean... It's it's definitely one of the better tracks on the album. Um, what I don't like the cutoff. You said you don't have a problem with it and don't mind it. It's just kind of weird to me. It almost sounds like there's a mistake made. Um, and we saw it in concert when they played it. They played it live, and and so it is a it is a staple of their set. Um, it's not a bad song. Don't get me wrong. 
it, there's just there's for me there's a disconnect there that I just like yeah I could I could give her take you know take her leave it, that type of thing. Well now you're right? taking it. Now I have to take it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so now it's the time for me to pick a song from my list to drop. I have three songs left. Um, I've got I'm a Rebel, Stalingrad, and Overnight Sensation. And those middle albums between Blood of the Nations and Too Mean to Die, um, as good as some of the songs are, I think one song representing each of those albums I think is almost enough. Um, although we have Blind Rage, but we don't have anything off of uh, Rise of Chaos, right? Um, we have Die by the Sword. Oh, that's right. We have Die by the Sword. Okay, so anyhow, correct. I'm, I'm staring at it right now. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to drop Stalingrad. Because we already have Hung, Drawn, and Quartered. That's tough to hear. That, that was... <laughs> I know it is. All right. Um, hmm. Dropping one off of my list. <sighs> so you've got Midnight Mover, Teutonic Terror, and No One's Master. I really so like all- No One's Master. I think that's a, a really well-written song. The lyrics are excellent. Um, now, I like it better than Teutonic Terror. So between those two, I'm going to drop. Teutonic Terror. However, Midnight Mover, that's a classic. Um, is it now? It is. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop Teutonic Terror. Mm, okay. And I'm okay with that because we already have Beat the Bastards and we already have Blood of the Nations. Mm-hmm. So... I'm okay with that because that that would have made three songs off of Blood, and I thought I thought that may have been a lot. Yeah, I mean, again, if an album's that good, well, I mean, we've got three songs off of Restless and Wild, um, but that's that good of an album too. So right, exactly. All right, so that leaves us now. Each of us have two songs on our list, and we're now at the point where we're supposed to pick a song. Off of the other one's list to keep, right? Yes. All right. So, effectively, it would be picking a song from the other person's list to drop as well. Yes. So, we each get a shot. So, you have Midnight Mover and No One's Master uh, for me to pick from. Mm-hmm. We, have our two, we have our two slots left. Hmm, and you were just talking about Midnight Mover being a classic. I don't, I, well, let's put it this way. I don't agree that it's a classic, like, you know, it's not like a set list favorite, mm-hmm. but it is a classic except song, and in, in, in the, it, it came out at the time, it was a single, it is one of the songs that they have a video for and everything like that. It's a really cool video, uh, one of those really weird, you know, uh, crazy edited videos it's like way too much editing in that shit but that, that's the way it was supposed to be um and then you also have no one's master which you just mentioned you know is a really really good story uh and the lyrics are well done on that one 
So, um, I also have to look to see what I have on my list that may or may not force your hand for one reason or another. But it does, for me, it doesn't force my hand. If we had eight songs off of one album, if I truly believe those are the better songs, <laughs> I'm going to pick them. Right. Right. You know, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Um, and, and I didn't think it was going to force your hand to to pick one song over the other so much as I was going to, it was going to force your hand to say, yes, we're going to do this and this is the way it is, period, or no, we're going to go the other way. Um, golly. You know, between the two songs that you have left, I'm going to pick one that, that I want to keep. I'm going to keep No One's Master, and I'm going to drop Midnight Mover. I think it's the better song. I think you made the right choice. Oh, I'm for, I'm forget that. I'm flipping it. <laughs> Just <kidding>. Wow. <laughs> All right. So that leaves just two from your list to pick from. And this is a tough one. You got I'm a Rebel and Overnight Sensation. The crazy thing is I didn't realize that that they were actually going to close the show with I'm a Rebel. Did you? I, I never would have imagined that. Yeah, I, it was a little surprising. Um, but when they played it live, I mean, it got the whole crowd going. I mean, everybody was just screaming, I'm a rebel. I mean, it was it was a really cool way to end the, the, the show. It really was. And it, it probably changed my perception of the song a bit. Um, <laughs> when you listen to the, the shitty recorded version, yeah. <laughs> yes. And that's always been my issue with those first couple albums is that they just didn't appeal to me in the same way the instrumentation. Not necessarily the recording quality always. It's just like, you know, the, the distortion gets heavier over time. Just like with Judas Priest. Those first couple of albums are just not that heavy sounding. But you hear the songs now with the current instrumentation and they're so much heavier. You know, oh, yeah, absolutely. The same song, but, you know, di just new distortion. So the funny thing about the Judas Priest is for me, mm -hmm. the first album, you know, the first album, Rock and Roll, is, is weakly produced. Yeah. When they did Hero Hero, mm -hmm. or let me not say they, because I don't think they had anything to do with Hero Hero. I don't believe so. But when the record company chose to release Hero Hero, they, they had a couple things. One, they had a different version of Diamonds and Rust in their back pocket, mm -hmm. which they released, and it was a good version. And then they went ahead and decided, oh, because Judas Priest has changed their sound, we need to update these songs. They remixed all the songs on that ended up being on Hero Hero, and they actually sound, quote-unquote, heavier than the originals from the first two albums. Yeah. So it it is it is there is a difference, and I, they actually I think they flipped the lyric uh, on one of the on one of the on on Rockarola. They think they they put they they moved something around. I can't remember exactly how it went, but mm. it was one of the lines they moved in front of another. Hmm. It was really it was very strange. I'll have to give that another listen. It's been a while. Um, that was in the the time period that I collected everything I could find that was Judas Priest and I'm like this is the same thing so yeah <laughs> um, 
And that was really before the internet got big, so. Um, okay, so. Hmm, this is a tough one. I really like Overnight Sensation, but I but I'm a Rebel really has grown on me, and, you know, it is from that older era that we don't have as much necessarily, um, you know, shown in our list. I mean, right now we have seven picks from the Tornillo era and seven from the Udo era. That shows how much we like both eras of the band, really. No, I loved it, the Mark Tornillo uh, era. It's it's a great... I mean, these five albums are pretty solid. Yeah. Um... I I'm kind of thinking I'm gonna lean towards I'm a rebel because it keeping is keeping or dropping, keeping, keeping. Okay. Um. It's just it's a it's a fun song. It's cool. It represents you know the the beginning of their their career. Um, and then we've got stuff from Too Mean to Die. Um, and this isn't a case of of you know just we've got a lot from that it's a case of i genuinely like both songs so um i think i'm gonna go with i'm a rebel like you said it was really cool to hear it at the end of the show and um you know it's a good option so let's go with that cool all right sounds good i you know i you know typically i'll go to a show and i will go on setlist fm or setlist.fm to try and check out what the setlist is. Um, knowing how certain bands are, like like for instance, if I it, it, when when we go to see um, when we go to see Alter Bridge, right? Mm-hmm. The the expectation is they're going to play some songs from the new album, right? But I want to know what songs they're playing from the old album for one reason or another. The, their their catalog is diverse enough where I don't care if I know what song is coming, right? Mm-hmm. It, Whereas a band like Accept, because there's certain songs I really, really, really like, uh, I I don't want to know if they're going to not play it, because then I would feel disappointed. Yeah. Rather than go to the show, have no expectation, and if they don't play the song, yeah, I'm disappointed, but everything else was good, type of thing. You know, it's it's one of those things. Yeah. Absolutely. So go ahead and read off the 15 songs we've chosen. All right. Um. This is before we're going to put these in order. Um, so our songs are I'm a Rebel, Son of a Bitch, Fast as a Shark, Restless and Wild, Princess of the Dawn, Balls to the Wall, Metal Heart, Objection Overruled, Blood of the Nations, Beat the Bastards, Hung, Drawn, and Quartered, The Curse, Die by the Sword, No One's Master, and The Best is Yet to Come. I like the songs. Now we have to put them in concert set list order and that's always a fun that's always the that's the other fun part about this debate because you know we start picking songs and and you know you and i have sometimes different ideas of what we want to put in towards the 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 end of the main set and the encore and sometimes we are dead on with what we want. So as a reminder to everyone out there, uh, for you listening for the first time, the way we do this when we put things in the concert set list order is we have these 15 songs. The first 12 are the main set. The last three, 13, 14, and 15, are the encore. So we try to build it like if you were going to a concert and how you would want to hear the songs played. 
All right, go ahead and start it off, man. Pick your pick your lead off song. Whew, okay. Um, let's see. Let's think about this. I believe when we saw them, they started off with was it Zombie Apocalypse? Yeah, which makes sense. Apocalypse. I mean, that's the first song of their new album. I mean, if you're if you're touring and you're touring because you're trying to promote a new album, it's absolutely the way you have to go. Yeah. Um, but obviously we did not pick that song. Um, so let's go in a different way. Um, start with the same kind of idea and start with beat the bastards from blood of the nations. Ah, I like that one. Opening track off of that album. Great way to start an album. Great way to start a, uh, a concert and a greatest hits. I like that. I like that. So now... We have to pick a song that's going to follow that. Now, the question is, you know, what kind of momentum are we talking about here, right? Um, so, in this particular case, just because I know it's the number two song on the album, I actually would like to see Restless and Wild hit that second spot right behind Beat the Bastards. I'm good with that. That's a, that's a good place to kind of keep the, the pace going, I guess. It's not a lot of slow motion or motions. A lot. There's not a lot of slow m- uh, moments in an accept uh, set list, you know. So it's not like we got to drop down to the ballad right now because there's no ballad. Um, the best is well, yet to come one, is probably the, one of the slowest it. songs here. Um, but I don't. I don't think that fits quite yet. No, um, I don't think so. So either. let's think about this. Um, we're probably going to keep the pace going a bit. And I'm thinking maybe um, let's go with Hung, Drawn, and Quartered. Yeah, I like that. That song uh, That song works at that spot, so that's pretty good. Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm good with that. Right, so it's my turn to pick a song now. And so you got that hung, drawn, and quartered. I like that. I like the pacing on that one. It's, it's you know, keep the keep the pace going. Mm-hmm. But I think now it's time to maybe swing it down just a little bit. Um, so I think uh, I would go with the curse at this spot. What do you think? Yeah, that's that's not a bad place. Uh, it is one of the slower songs per se. It's not really slow, but you know. In the in this scheme of uh, accept songs, it may be one of the slower ones. So, the other two being "Princess of the Dawn" and "The Best Is Yet to Come." I just don't think they fit quite here yet. So, no, not yet. All right, let's see. How about we go with? Let's see. We're five in. Let me let me think about this. All right, so as a reminder to everyone out there listening, um, Chris and I both hold, what, is it two um, or one? Uh, what, what do we call those? Um, not objections. Uh, vetoes. Vetoes, right. So we have two, right, each? Yes, we barely ever use them. <laughs> yes, we, we, so we have two vetoes each, and we barely ever use them. But sometimes, rather than than use a veto, which effectively, when we start debating one song, does it really belong there, ends up being a veto. Yeah. We we just, you know, but we don't call it that. But So we effectively can use it that way. 
But yes, we have two vetoes each. If we don't like where a song is placed on the list, I can sit there and say, yeah, no, no, I don't want that. (laughs) And so can you. And you've done it, and I've done it, so. Very true. Um, Let's see. I'm kind of thinking right here we go with, let's do No One's Master. Ooh, okay. Okay, yeah. So you go from a... A relatively slow-paced song to a song that's a little quicker. A little quicker. A little quicker. Not just an instant, Bring. like, you know, blast right out of the gates, but... Exactly. I like that. So, so we're down. We're getting to that middle area of the set. Not completely there yet, but we're, we're, we're in that, that, like, the middle of the decade kind of thing. Right. Um, no one's master, and if, and of course, you know, as this goes on, you know, the songs become more and more like, oh, I want to wait to the end to hear that song, or I would love to hear that song at the end. You know, those kinds of attitudes, and and uh, it's one of those things where like, eh, it doesn't fit there, but you know. Okay, so we get to No One's Master, No One's Slave. Um, uh, how about um, Blood of the Nations? I'm good with that. To me, that's kind of should fit kind of in the middle. So right. that works. So we are halfway through our our main set. And... Kind of have an idea of what I think the 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 last couple tracks should be, but we'll see if we agree on that. Um, <laughs> right now, though, we're kind of in the middle. I think it's time for "Die by the Sword." Okay, okay, I can I can go with that one. It's uh, it's not a super fast song, but it was it did open up the album. Mm-hmm. So it's not that bad. So now we're trying to... So the, the thing is, after this, you know, we have a couple of slow songs, but then everything kind of definitely picks up. So let's see here. Um, I mean, at this point, to me, I think we kind of we have to go with the best is yet to come. Um, yeah, I'm good with that there. Because you start thinking about how the other songs are going to arrange themselves. True. Um, let's do Objection Overruled. Okay, yeah, I'm good with that one there. Nice pick up the pace. Mm-hmm. I think I know which song you're wanting to follow the other one, if I'm not mistaken. Um, actually, the song that I was thinking of following was actually supposed to come after this one, but um, Objection Overruled works the same way. Okay. Um, okay, so we have six songs left, and they're all really good songs. <laughs> True. <laughs> I'm picking 10 and 12, which is basically this song and then the set ender, mm-hmm. and then 14, which is the middle song of the encore. Um, let's, uh, what about Son of a Bitch? Hmm. Hmm. Or or how about Princess of the Dawn? That's the way I would have gone. Okay. I, I, I'm good with Princess of the Dawn there. Okay. 
And I think coming off of a song like Princess of the Dawn and the way it ends, I think what would be really awesome to follow that is Fast as a Shark. Hmm. 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 Um, Princess of the Dawn and Fast as a Shark. Because I'll be honest, I'm kind of thinking an old school encore. For the, all three? For all three. So I'm not sure. For all I'm three. not sure if you're on the same page as me there. When I say an old school, no, I know. Uh, that's that's all that's left. <laughs> True. Um, all right, so we got five. So you you want to put fast as a shark here, mm-hmm. but then what comes after fast as a shark? If we do that, what is going to end the main set? I have an idea. I think Metal Heart. See, I was thinking Metal Heart would be the in-between song in the encore. Okay. That was just that was a thought. I mean, it doesn't I'm not I'm not bent, you know, hell bent on having that. So thing. what do you think is the, the, re- the opener for the encore? Originally I was thinking Fast as a Shark. So you see these two songs would still follow each other in the same way. Mm-hmm. Right, and then so end it with uh with one of the you know one of the songs that we choose to end it with because I don't I I have no definitive number fifteen on this on this so list you, here. So as your your encore, you're thinking fast as a shark, metal heart, and then what? It was gonna either be um, balls to the wall or I'm a rebel. See, I, I was kind of thinking, son of a bitch, balls to the wall, I'm a rebel. Because that takes that okay. takes you like back in time, right? Okay, I can I can see that. I can, I, you know, so so. Son of a bitch first. I think so. Is what you said? Kind of, okay, kind so of. You come, as you, the encore, like come, you know, coming out of nowhere, right? All right. And then balls, and then rebel. Yeah, essentially. Now I'm I'm okay. good with another option. I just think that's kind of a cool way to end things. You know what? I I, I can go with that. I like that. You know? Yeah, I see. I see because it, it's funny. These five songs, to some degree, are interchangeable. But for some reason, fast as a shark and metal heart work together. Yes. And fast as so like a shark coming right off of Princess of the Dawn, I think is really cool too, because you're coming off of a song that's kind of slow and hypnotic, and then bam, you know, fast as a shark. Well, the funny thing about fast as a shark, you have to play the intro, the record intro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes, okay, fast as a shark, and then we go into Metal Heart. See, originally my thought was to come off of the best is yet to come with metal heart because you've got this slow balladish kind of song mm-hmm. and then you have that quiet part of the you know where everyone's kind of waiting for the next song and metal heart has that slow building quiet intro mm-hmm. and then it goes it goes into the song that was my thought but I'm I'm good with the way we're doing this now okay i i just think it's cool like you have the the Princess, princess, princess of the dawn, and it shuts off, right? And then it goes into the, you know, the uh, German singing, 
and then bam, fast as a shark. I just think that's really cool. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. It, it is very cool. I, I like the way that 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 uh, that thinking because, you know, we've done this before. It's like you know, this song, this song, this song, all have to kind of go together for it to make sense. There's a flow, yeah. And that's what's so awesome about greatest hits is you have to find that kind of flow. I wish that other bands would be this thoughtful about right <laughs> <laughs> because you know, like you never ever are satisfied with any band's greatest hits because you know some will do it just straight chronological so it doesn't piss anybody off yeah right but at the same time you sit there and go oh, yeah you didn't put any effort into it you know i had zz zz top's greatest hits when i was growing up and it was like the first five or so maybe maybe even like first seven songs right were were the classics, you know, the ones you expect. And then there was, like, a new version of Legs and, you know, some more modern songs that, like, it just didn't it didn't make sense to me because it was, like, 70% of it was all from, like, the first three albums or first four albums, right? I, and ha- then, I have that And then all of a sudden just about. some <laughs> random crap and, like, a Viva Las Vegas weird, you know, techno version i don't know it wasn't a very good greatest hits past the first part of it but but some <laughs> of them you listen to i remember i mean i'm not a big nirvana fan but i remember when their greatest hits came out there was a lot of thought put into what was going to go on it you know and and, right. and so like things like that i always kept in mind when especially when we do these there has to be a lot of thought put into it I, I I agree because you know you're you're representing your fans in a way, and you're trying to give some give them something. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you're also trying to give new fans and new listeners something to grab onto. And, and I think if you do it in that kind of way, a concert set list order, it, you would you would definitely attract people in a, in a certain way, shape, or form. Yeah, I agree. All right, well. This is the set list as we have chosen. Number one, Beat the Bastards. Number two, Restless and Wild. Number three, Hung, Drawn, and Quartered. Number four, The Curse. Number five, No One's Master. Number six, Blood of the Nations. Number seven, Die by the Sword. Number eight, The Best is Yet to Come. Followed by Objection Overruled. Number 10 is Princess of the Dawn. Number 11, Fast as a Shark. Number 12, Metal Heart. And that ends the main set. We go into the encore with song number 13, A Son of a Bitch. Number 14, Balls to the Wall. And we end with I'm a Rebel. It is very similar to what we saw when we went to see the show. And and, and I, I personally think it really didn't have that kind of influence. It just, it just one of those things where we ended up picking these songs and it was kind of like, it, it kind of has to go that way, you know. So I wonder. I wonder if that was a subconscious thing on my my end, but I didn't really think of it that way. It may have been, but uh, because in, in reality, where else are you going to put? I'm a rebel. Yeah, that was that it's was either, kind it's of either that or the end of the main set. One of those two. Y- yes, and I. It has to end something. I just I kind of really enjoyed the way it came across when it was the last song on the concert. It was it was just like it was a lot of fun to see everybody get into it in that way. So that yeah, that's that kind was of, really cool. That was the influence of having seen it live, but the rest of it was not really thought of in that way. 
So, all right. Well, that brings us to our big four for tonight. And tonight we have our big four except albums. And um, last week I hogged everything up, so it's going to be your turn to start it off tonight. All right. Um, so my number four is Blood of the Nations. Um, when this album came out, it was a game changer. Obviously, you know, you had one other time that Udo had left the band. Um, but, you know, that was mixed results. A lot of people really don't like that album. Um, but, you know, he left the band again, leaving everything in question. Well, Mark Tornio comes aboard and just, you know, blows the lid off of it. This album was absolutely fantastic from beginning to end, and you know it, it's tough to even list it as number four, honestly. Uh, but that just means they have that many good albums. Um, my number three is Metal Heart. Uh, this was one of the first that I ever had, and you know it's it's a really solid album from beginning to end. Again, um, you know the title track alone is is one of those that just I think is kind of an iconic uh, song in the metal genre. Um, But as a whole, from beginning to end, this is one that you can just listen to and not skip a track. Uh, My number two, surprisingly, it's, it's really worked its way into my, um, my, you know, playlist, etc. I love the songs we talked about a lot tonight. Um, And that was too mean to die. Um, you know, this this was a really, really good album. And if you haven't checked it out yet, you know, a lot of people will overlook the newer stuff from, from bands. Um, this one, do not overlook. It is really good. Like I, like I mentioned earlier, um, The Best Is Yet To Come has become one of my favorite songs from the band, period. But tracks like Zombie Apocalypse, Too Mean To Die, the title track, um... Over, uh, excuse me, overnight sensation, the Undertaker. It's cheesy, but I I love it still. Um, the uh, best is yet to come, obviously, and then uh, Symphony of Pain. I mean, it just no one's master. Wow, what a great oh, track! Oh, that is too. a great track. So, so yeah, I mean, what a great Sucks album. Sucks to be you. Um, there. Mm-hmm. No, and 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 many of them have just so many layers to them so what a great album um and then my number one is still restless and wild um you know as 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 much as some of the torneo stuff has really permeated the the list for me and and risen through the ranks um i still think this one it just just has that spot that's really hard to overtake you know fast as shark restless and wild um with Neon Knights uh, ahead of the pack. Uh, man, I'm, uh, I need to have this in front of me. Obviously, Princess of the Dawn. I really love that track of the way that the album ends, etc. I mean, this this was a really fantastic album. Um, it, I think it, it kind of holds up as one of those albums that a lot of bands look to and say, this is the, the kind of the pinnacle of, of uh, Accept. Um you know, just absolutely awesome. Um, and I think this was the, probably, the, was this the last one with the original lineup with Stefan Kaufman, Peter Baltus, yeah, I uh, think, Herman um, Frank? Yeah, I yeah. think for Balls to the Wall, something changed. I can't remember what it is. Uh, I want to say Herman Frank. Yes. Um, yes, and then Herman uh, Frank stayed for a while, too. Yeah. So, um, anyway. 
so that's that's my big four. I like it. I like it, and and we definitely have some crossover. Um, it is one of those things, you know. Restless and wild is such a you know. What's funny, you know, like you 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 called it a, a pinnacle album. The funny thing is, it, it, for for what it's worth, it was really just when they were getting started. I mean, yeah, they had already three albums out by that point. Or now I think that's their fourth album. But in reality, yeah. the first album did nothing. So the second album, you know, I'm a rebel. They had some they had some minor success, but it got them going. You know, then Breaker comes out, and that's kind of almost like the debut for the world type of thing. And then this one, you know, really put put them kind of on the map in Europe, especially. And so yeah, so it you know, obviously balls of the walls broken through, but what's funny is that this is such a good album or, or, you know, fastest, uh, restless and wild is such a good album that, you know, it's one of those things where it almost seems like it could be a pinnacle type album, you know, even though they still have much more to go on their career. All right. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think balls to the wall gets a lot of the credit because yeah, it is the, the breakthrough album it has really good pacing, etc. But for me, restless and wild, it just has that like raw, more, um, like vicious kind of sound, I think. Yeah. And I just love it. I like that. I can agree with that. All right. So my big four accept albums. Um, like I said, we, we definitely have some crossover. Um, but in the way, in, in the crossover that we do have, it's uh, there's a lot of rearrangement. So let me go ahead and get started. Number four for me is the new album, Too Mean to Die. Um, that is, as you mentioned, an excellent album. It has great songs. I mean, it's almost a front to backer, you know, and... Um, it's got so many good songs that, that it's hard not to really enjoy that album. I ended up getting it on vinyl um, and got one of those special editions. I think it has like red red vinyl because of the red snake on the front. So Yeah, what a great cover too. <clears throat> oh yeah, it's pretty, it's awesome. All right, and number two for me is Breaker because it's a good album. I mean, it's, it's older. It's got that raw sound and it's got that, you know, 70s vibe of uh, production to it, uh, especially since it's uh, more, since it was recorded in Europe, you know, the the, pr- the production facilities weren't as state-of-the-art as they would eventually get, but that was a, a, a really good album. I mean, it's funny because I was just looking at the listings of the singles that they had, and none of the singles were any of the songs that I like. <laughs> so, <laughs> but then I started listening to the singles, and I'm like, all right, no, 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 no. These, I don't know who at the record company said that we're going to put these out as singles because it was bad. You know, like Starlight, the first song in the album. It's not, that's just not a single kind of song. It's okay, but it's not a yeah. single kind of song. You know, they had better songs to pick from. So, um, number th- two for me, and this is going to be a shocker to you, is Restless and Wild. Um, okay. it's a good album. Love fast as a shark. I mean, you know, uh, if, if you may have happened to, to catch us two years ago in episode 26, when we did Udo versus Mark, um, that was my number one, uh, big four except song and, um, nothing's changed. It's still my favorite song. But that album is really good. I mean, I love Restless and Wild. Princess of Dawn, as much as, as 
I criticized it. It's still one of those songs that, like you mentioned earlier, hypnotic. And so mm -hmm. sometimes it puts me in a trance and I forget that I like it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's still, it, it's a good song. And there's, you know, there's, there's so many other cool songs and Neon Nights, like you mentioned just before. So it's a good album. But for me, um, this may or may not come as a shock, um, but I really, really front to back, totally enjoy blood of the nations that's my number one i i really think this is the album that solidified my my liking my love for accept as a band and really made me fall in love with the band all over again because that that their 90s period just sucked let's put it that way it was bad you it was know, rough. there was a lot of turmoil in the band you know udo in udo out udo in udo out you know they broke up <laughs> Udo shaking all about, <laughs> you know. But you know, essentially, if it wasn't for for Mark, you know, there probably wouldn't be an accept. So, um, but the, you know, Blood of the Nations, Teutonic Terrors, you know, a beat the bastards, um, a a foreshadowing. They had a song on there called Pandemic. So that's pretty cool, and that's and, and they played it at the show just because it's something that they kind of have to play now, <laughs> you know, because they yeah. had it. Um, so really good album, um, you know, and so it's become my favorite except album. Although I got to say, Too Mean to Die is creeping up a little bit because um, even though I have it at number four, the reason I put it at number four was because it's the newest one. Um, and you know, Breaker's a classic for me and, and Restless and Wild, but it is moving its way up because it is a good album. So that is my big four except albums. Excellent. I like your list as well. Awesome. All right. Well, that's our big except four albums for tonight. And that concludes this episode of Debating Metal. If you're listening to us now, you're probably already subscribed. So please remember to tell your friends about us and make sure that they click subscribe or like on their favorite device so that they can get Debating Metal delivered right to their notification window just about every week or so. And don't forget to leave us a comment on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or send us an email to debatingmetal at gmail.com. YouTube viewers, click subscribe and ring the bell to be notified when we post a new episode. So remember to tune in next week as we spark up another exciting metal debate. On behalf of Kenneth and myself, stay safe and always turn it up to 11. See ya! See ya!